Box. Every other week, I'll be talking to expert educators about how to best address the most challenging issues in education. I'm your host, Wendy Amato. I'm the Chief Academic Officer for Learner's Edge and Teaching Channel. Today, we're joined by Kelly Mokashi. Kelly Mokashi is an educational consultant. She brings over 20 years of experience working with educators and administrators. She's a PD trainer and coach, and she has over a decade of expertise as an e-learning curriculum content course writer and course facilitator. Kelly, welcome. So nice to be here today. I'm excited to have you here because we're talking about unfinished learning at a really important time in the life of education across the country and around the world. I think it would be important for us to jump in offering a definition of unfinished learning. What can you offer us? Well, unfinished teaching and learning is not something that is new. It's actually been around for a really long time. What is it? When you think about unfinished learning, it's any interruption of instruction for students. So think about summer breaks, um, that, which can be extended, fall breaks, um, spring breaks, any type of um, opportunity where students are not face-to-face -face with their teachers. And ultimately, what does that, what happens? Our students might not have opportunities to master key skills or concepts. And that's what the learning piece is. And teachers are then faced with an opportunity and challenge to help bridge those gaps with those students to help the, to ensure that students um, are able to master those skills. And so that's the job of, of unfinished teaching and learning. I'm really happy to hear you say that unfinished teaching and learning is not new to us. Teachers have faced return to school after a pause, whether it's a winter break or uh, a weather phenomenon that has kept students unexpectedly out of school. We've done this before. There's a lot that we can learn from it. I hear you uh, extending, I, I was talking about unfinished learning and you've extended to clarify unfinished teaching and learning. Tell me why you make that distinction. It's important. Yes, absolutely. Um, because, you know, teachers uh, ultimately are responsible to help ensure that our students have equal access to um, instruction and opportunities for their learning. But what does that entail for the teachers? They must consider, you know, how to engage their students regardless of their um, students' individual learning experiences, their diverse cultural backgrounds, the social economic status of the children, or even readiness for students to learn. So teachers have to use key strategies to keep, um, to help engage students, build in those scaffolds, differentiate instruction. And it's the key, um, element of what teachers must do to help provide those opportunities for access for students. And that's the key there. So yes, there's an opportunity for students to learn, but teachers have to employ those key strategies to help ensure that every child will be successful. Kelly, what are the top three critical issues that teachers face as they address unfinished teaching and learning? We cannot deny that our children have been traumatized because of the pandemic. And every child um, is going to have had different issues and challenges uh, that they've had to face during the pandemic. For example, one of the challenges that teachers are faced with that more students have failed because of the pandemic. For example, four times um, the average for high schoolers failed in the 2020-2021 school year. And that's going to be a challenge that teachers are gonna have to face and help build students' self-esteem. Um, and 
provide students uh, confidence that they can be successful despite the challenges that they have faced. Um, another challenge, and, and I know that there's a lot of media and news around this, but it really changes what teachers must do as educators, but there is a mental health crisis that our students have faced. Um, there's going to be more anxiety that our children are dealing with. Um, addictions to technology. Yes, students were working online, but what were some of the challenges the students also faced? More access to videos and gaming and the negative effects of technology. Um, those are just some other examples. Um, and then thirdly, I would say that teachers must be cognizant and realize that yes, our education system has changed forever in good ways, I would say. We must redefine how teachers must work with their students. Um, we must consider not only the systemic barriers in our school systems, but what ultimately teachers must do to keep our students motivated, get them engaged, have fun, um, and that we're gonna have students that are in their most vulnerable spots. So a good way to do that is sharing as a teacher, what were their personal challenges during COVID and talking with students and having that real conversation. By helping to address that, I think it'll really go a long way. And that's some of the points highlighted in this course as well. I love it. So number one, teachers need to think about this, the exponentially larger number of students who are returning to school after some failure. Number two, we've got to be aware of mental health anxiety, the impact of increased exposure to technology, social media, and, and related uh, opportunities. And number three, there's now a consideration for the permanent change of awareness that we have and the spotlight that's been placed on some of the systemic issues in education. I mean, just thinking about curriculum with students and what teachers must consider to blend in naturally with not only the, the core content that they must cover, but recircling back and building relationships with students and how to, you know, really engage with students um, from a relationship perspective, helping to build in strategies for resili resiliency for students um, and helping give students, you know, strategies for facing the fear of failure. And of course, I know a lot of districts are also embedded in trauma-informed social-emotional learning practices. That is what we're talking about, how education in itself has been redefined, we're having to encompass other elements, not just to teaching math or science um, core standards. It's really teaching to the whole child. Are there recommendations that you would make for attending to marginalized students or our most vulnerable as we return to school? How can we do that in, in a way that feels inclusive and welcoming? So, uh, uh, a big section of, of the course um, talks about specific strategies to help build those relationships with students. Um, for example, there's this um, strategy mentioned is the two by 10. Spend two minutes for 10 days with different students each day who might be your most vulnerable students to get to know them. So it's, it's using specific strategies to help re-engage those students, identify resources they might might need within the school system and how the school can help. Uh, those are just a few examples, but I would say it's ultimate and really important that teachers, especially as they get back to school, figure out who their students are and use surveys, 
with their students and parents, for example, and that's highlighted in the course as well. Get to know your students so you know who they are and where they're coming from and help bridge that gap. I'm really happy to hear the emphasis on relationships because if I'm your most marginalized, if I'm your most vulnerable student and you look at me and only see the obstacles and the deficits, we're going nowhere. <laughs> but I, I want you to look at me and I want you to see the, the person that I am. I want you to see my aspirations. I want you to share my goals and help me achieve them. That's going to be a good outcome from my year in your classroom. It's about that relationship. Kelly, do you feel, personal opinion, do you feel that a safe classroom looks the same everywhere? Are there things that we could count on uh, as an ingredient in a safe classroom? I do think that each teacher um, is going to have their own touch and their own style. So I don't think that there's one magic wand. I do think that it's important that teachers uh, help um, engage with their students and be vulnerable and um, really advocate for student um, choice, um, letting the students articulate their opinions and ideas and really think about not just the physical setup, but how do teachers guide the instruction with their students so that it's more student driven. In recent uh, publications in EdWeek and a RAND study that came out recently, we know that uh, there, are, there are some difficult challenges that will be faced this fall. Um, it, people are concerned about learning loss. People are concerned about uh, how to help students get back into the habits and have the norms and the behaviors that, that tend to be successful in a traditional school environment. For better or for worse, these uh, attending to these kinds of things seems to be more acceptable at the elementary level, where where there's an understanding that we're going to talk about feelings, we're gonna we're gonna practice our behaviors, we're gonna talk about routines a little bit more. I'd like to talk about how how what kinds of things we need to address at the higher levels of education. How do we restore a learning environment on those upper grades? I would actually say it's general best practice, whether it's um, at the elementary level or the intermediate or middle school or high school level. Um, one area I would like to point, in, point out and zero in on are some key points that have been mentioned with, with research and literature. For example, curriculum priorities should be focused on uh, depth of instruction, not the pace. And so this whole idea of teachers must reteach what students might have lost, actually need to push aside and say, focus on your grade level content, blend in when areas of issues of um, unfinished you know, teaching might come pop up in the classroom in a discussion. Teachers can embed it in naturally, but there should not be time wasted going back to reteach. So I think that's a really important point to make here. And that goes across the board, regardless if you're talking to kindergarten teachers or high schoolers. People are replacing reteach with accelerate. We're hearing about accelerated learning right now. We've got to make up for lost time and hit the gas pedal. Well, I, I would like to make a distinction there. It's, it's, it's it's really is about acceleration, not remediation. And there is a difference there. So when we talk about acceleration, we're really talking about keeping the rigor up with the students 
and how to help apply skills immediately into the classroom, make the content relevant for students, not to do the drill and kill remedial. And that is an important distinction to make. Yeah, after the big shakeup, as we let everything settle back down, we can let it settle down and be more efficient and more effective. If it's accelerated learning, tutoring, additional supports, there, there is funding to help us all do that better in education. I think it's actually SR2 funds that are available to support teachers who want to take courses like yours or uh, look at other ways to have the professional development and continuing education to be effective at this critical time. I'd love to hear what kinds of advice you have for teachers. Certainly you're offering specific strategies, you're offering tools, you're uh, reminding people of the best practices that we've always had at our fingertips, emphasizing how important they are right now. Are there favorite pieces of advice that you want teachers to have in mind today? You know, speaking from the heart, um, I would just say it's just remember to have fun with your students. Um, you know, I know uh, teachers are going to be faced, you know, going back in person and, and everyone has been challenged due to um, the consequences of unfinished learning and teaching with our students due to the pandemic. But ultimately, our students want to learn, engage them projects, fun activities, push the creativity, be vulnerable with your students, talk about how the pandemic affected your life, your experience in teaching them, um, and be real with them. And I think that can go a long way because ultimately, what do we want? We want our students to be successful. I'm glad to hear that. I worked with another team and they always talked about preparing lessons that were edu-fun. And we know students retain information better and longer when they have joy in the learning process. So uh, having fun is a great recommendation. Kelly, I'm appreciative of being able to have this conversation with you and the opportunity to share it with others. Thank you for joining me today. For those of you listening, who are interested in learning more about unfinished teaching and learning, you will be happy to know that Kelly has developed the Learner's Edge course. It's number 5147, going from unfinished learning to soaring achievement. To my fellow educators, thank you for joining this week. You can find the links that Kelly and I talked about in the show notes or at teachingchannel.com slash podcast. If you leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast listening app you use, it will help more educators to find us. We'll see you in two weeks, everyone. Thanks for listening.